Emotional Management, a weekly checkup from the neck up with Dr. Christian Conti, brought to you by Summit Psychology Services on KDKA Radio. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. It's almost Christmas time, so Merry Christmas to everyone out there and everyone who celebrates Christmas. Happy Holidays to everyone who celebrates different holidays. This is Emotional Management. It's your weekly checkup from the neck up. It's the show where you can call in and talk about whatever's going on in your life, and we can help give you some clarity, some insight. I think it's always helpful to get insight from an outside voice. Tonight in studio with me uh, live is Brad Ball. Now, Brad's been a frequent guest of our show. He is uh, an international businessman. He works in psychology and counseling. He helps athletes. He helps businesses. And tonight he's helping me here in the studio. So, Brad, welcome back to the show. It's good to be back. The last time I was here, I actually missed you, and I was I was here on on the air by myself. Uh, well, actually, we had another guest, Lisa, with us at the time. But it's good to be back here with you on the show, Doctor Conti. Oh, I love it. And you know, and I and I was so grateful that you came in and did that show. You did a phenomenal job. Listen, this show has a reach wider than what I think I've honestly allowed myself to realize. So I want to take a minute to say thank you to everyone out there who's listening, to everyone who tunes in. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you. If you've tuned in with us every week we've been on, thank you. So I got an email recently from a fan of the show, and this fan said uh, something to the effect of, I love the show. I get frustrated when you they play a replay and you don't let us know that you're not going to be there. And I think that was honestly excellent feedback. I think it was accurate feedback. Um, I very much thrive on feedback. I love to learn. I love to grow. So when I heard this from this fan, I said, thank you. Thank you so much because you're right. You're absolutely right. I think I have not really taking the time to let people know week in and week out when I'm going to be here, when I'm not going to be here. So my commitment to you all out there right now is that in 2020, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know when I'm on the air, uh, when I'll be traveling, when I'll be speaking, when my man Brad Ball is going to take over and, 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 and run the show. So I'm going to let you know I'm going to be more active in that in 2020. So I want to say thank you again to everyone who writes in. We have tons of emails, tons of questions and uh support from people it's really humbling it's kind of uh it's interesting because you know we grow up in all of us all of you out there right now we grow up in our own minds and our own worlds and we see life through our own perspective now i've made a career out of really dedicating myself to try to see the world from other people's perspectives and in that career i've learned a tremendous amount and one of the things that I'm still learning, and it's something I'm grateful that I get to be alive and learn, is that we impact people in ways that we don't realize. So I got a letter uh, today um, from uh, someone who was it, was, it really was one of the most touching letters. I'm not going to read it on the air. It was, extre- it was, a, it was a long letter. But it really kind of brought, like, like my wife read it, and she was like, this is tremendous. It was a really powerful email about a woman who had taken control of her family. Amanda, this is for you out there. This is for you if you're listening tonight. 
It was Amanda took control of her family. She saw some things that were going on with her kids and her family, and she said, you know what, I'm going to lead with peace. I'm going to lead by being a teacher in my family, and it's something that's very passionate to me. The most important job I do, the most important role I play is father. Like To me, being a parent is the most important job I do, and so when I hear people, so I wrote a book called Zen Parent, Zen Child, and the essence of that book is all about if you want your children to be a certain way, you want to lead by example. And so if you want your children to be peaceful, you want to lead by being peaceful because we can all throw lip service to the words that our children are learning more by what they see than by what they hear, but can we really practice that? Can we put that into play? And so this powerful, powerful letter by Amanda showed me that she was putting into play the things that she's learned about as a parent. Your number one job is teacher. Your job is to teach your children. So I say time and again, our children don't come into this world knowing answers. It's our job as parents to teach them. And any idea of the world well, we're shaping that idea. Sometimes we do that in ways that is powerful, beautiful, compassionate, but sometimes we teach our children things that we really wish we hadn't been teaching them. <laughs> My job is to help shine, shine a light on behavior. I've said this time and again. Brad and I are going to talk about this tonight. My job is never, ever to excuse behavior but I am absolutely hired to explain it. So this is what I do. I explain behavior. And we have a couple things we're going to talk about tonight that are going to be, I think, really, really interesting. One of them starts with the NBA. Um, I don't. I typically tend to shy away from news topics because the the whole concept of my show, the whole concept of what I do, centers on you. It centers on the emotions you experience. It centers on the way you go through life. That's really why I wanted to do this to do this show. Originally, KDK and I, we sat down, Jim Gracie. I was super influenced, and I love it. It's around the holidays, so I have to say thank you so much to Larry Richard and John Chumway because those, if it wasn't for those guys, I wouldn't have this show. I mean, I was, I was a guest on Larry's show one time, and Larry said to me, Doc, you need to have your own show. And I said, you know what, I'm ready for it. I travel a lot, but I could do it one day a week. And he he called in Jim Gracie, Jim Gracie, and I sat down. We talked about it, and this is how this show evolved. Is This is how it came into, into play. And it was about saying, look, KDKA wanted to join with me to say, how can we help people in this area, first and foremost, but anywhere where people have a radio and can listen because we understand I'm humbled by this. I'm learning this more every week. It's, sometimes it's hard to, to grasp and to realize and to really kind of accept, but the, the voice, the reach of this show goes throughout the world. There are people from different countries who will write in, and you know it happens once or twice, and I say, well, this is cool, but then it happens every week, and so we're seeing it, and we're seeing it even on weeks when I'm off, um, that people are reaching out from all over the world. And so I'm so grateful. I think we are living in a time where a show like this can have a reach beyond where the airwaves reach 
because of the internet. So we're able to sh- have this show where people are tuning in, and 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 again tonight with Brad Ball in the studio, we're going to have a conversation where we're going to be talking to people who are in countries where we we may have never visited. Although Brad, I'm going to tell you, Brad Ball is a world traveler, so he's been to a lot of countries. But we're going to talk about the things that matter to human beings, and one of the most pressing things is the holidays. So here are the holidays. We're about to get together with family. We're about to connect with people that we love. But even though we're going to connect with people we love, sometimes that doesn't go as smoothly as would like. And that's what this show is all about. If you have a question, if you want to be a part of this show, if you have, oh my goodness, if you're going into Christmas Eve and Christmas and you're saying, my goodness, I'm going to run into aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so or brother, sister so-and-so, how do I handle this? Well, give us a call. 866-391-1020 is the number. Let me say that again. If you have a pen, 866-391-1020. Brad Ball and me, Dr. Christian Conti, we're here for you all night from 8 to 10. We're looking forward to talking to you. 866-391-1020 is the number. We're about to have a great show. Give us a call. Be a part of it. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDKA Radio. Welcome to Emotional Management. Always love that music lead-in, Brad. Always love that music lead-in. I love music, too. It gets me fired up. I get get excited. And, you know, it's a great, here's a great concept. I remember having a buddy of mine on this show before, Jake Wiskirchen. Uh He's a marriage and family therapist out in Nevada. Um, he's actually running for office right now. But Jake had mentioned about why don't we make counseling why don't we make emotions as exciting as people make like crossfit so people go to crossfit they're like hey check out this exercise i did well what about hey i went and learned this insight about myself that'd be pretty cool i think so especially because we know this isn't taught in school so to speak we're taught algebra we're taught history we're taught and and i'm not discrediting any of those things but it's like we're not taught our emotions and real and and unless I haven't been in school for a while, but I don't know that they talk about money a lot. And it's two things that we have to deal with on a daily basis as human beings. Such a great point. It's such a great point. You're right. And again, it's not as I'm all support. I love everything about um, everything that that you can teach in school. Anything you can learn. It's it's a gift. So I have my daughter memorize uh, all the time. She's constantly working on memorizing things. And one of the things that I told her early on when she would start doing these, uh, she memorizes long poetry. Uh, she's memorizing the Tao Te Ching. I mean, just phenomenal. She's, I just, I love my daughter. I'm so excited to be blessed to, for my wife and I. We get to spend another holiday together. It's just such a blessing. But anyway, I have her memorize a lot. And one of the things I told her, Brad, was this. I said, when you memorize, you're actually not taking up space in your brain. Because I, I remember I've had students for years who would be like, well, I can't work on memorizing this because I have a test to study for. But the brain doesn't work like that. That's like saying, I'm not going to do push-ups because i got to get in shape. If you want to get in shape, you do the push-ups. If you want to get your brain more in tune with what its maximum maximum potential is, you memorize stuff. Because the more you memorize, the better you get at it. You're only actually struck sharpening your memory, sharpening your brain. Absolutely. Do more push-ups. So do you want to talk about this, Isaiah Thomas? 
I do. So let's set the stage for our listeners out there. Uh, in the NBA, uh, last night, uh, was it last night, night before? It might have been night before. It might have been night before. The Washington Wizards, NBA basketball team, uh, was playing against the Philadelphia 76ers. And during the game, Isaiah Thomas, who is an outstanding player, he's an all-star, just a phenomenal human being. Anyway, during the game, he was shooting foul shots, and a fan yelled some pretty obscene things at him. So here's what Isaiah Thomas did. And think about this. This show is called Emotional Management. We're talking about, and what Brad and I are going to talk about right now is, emo- how do you manage emotions? So this fan says some awful stuff, awful, awful, awful stuff to Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, the NBA player, stepped into the stands to confront this guy, but I want you to be mindful of what your mind conjures up when I use the word confront, because we have a tendency to believe that when we confront something, it must be aggressive, but the reality is, He was extraordinarily calm. He walked up to the guy, the fan, and said, uh, it's not okay to talk like that. I'm a father. You know, I'm a husband, father. My children are watching this game. Um, It's not okay to talk to me like that. And the guy said, I'm sorry. And then you can jump in here, Brad. But I think the guy said, I'm sorry. He said, I was trying to get a frosty. Apparently, if they miss... The other team misses foul shots. They get a frosty. I'm going to say that my character and my karma are not worth a $2 frosty. Like to say, I'm going to go ahead and just throw out the worst stuff for a, a frosty. I agree. And I understand that the fans are there and they've paid money to go and watch the game. But I think there's a difference between making it personal and being a fan. Yes. And the one thing I want to point out real quick, about 15 years ago, there was an incident in the NBA where some players from both teams went into the crowd and got into an altercation with the fans. I remember this. This was Ron Artest. Ron Artest, before he changed his name to Metal World Peace. Meta, yeah, right, before he changed his name. Correct. And he was with the Detroit Pistons? I believe so. But it was the Pistons? And the Pacers. And the Pacers. Indiana and Detroit. And I believe Ron Artest actually was with the Pacers, and he went in, and, and then the Detroit players followed in as well. But this wasn't that situation. Right. And so I want to make that clear for the people out there listening that this isn't, this is a completely different situation, and Isaiah Thomas went in and, there's that word, confronted. Right. But he did it in a professional manner, in the sense that he was, he was you talk about clear, concise, and your four C's, he went in there, he, he did not motion in any way uh, to grab the guy or hurt the guy or whatever. He just went and spoke very direct and very calm to this fan. Right, wrong, or indifferent. He was able to control his emotions and say what he needed to say. And later on in the interview, from what I saw, he, he said he was taught by his father not to, uh, when he is called something, for him to respond, when he is called something that is not his name, 
that he should respond to that. Right, right, right. Or he could respond to that. And here's the deal. So here, here, here's what happened. So he goes into the stands, and you're right, because of what happened in Detroit where players went up, it was a fight, it was a fight between fans and players, if I remember correctly. Yes. So, so the NBA, the National Basketball Association, is very quick to say, don't go up into the stands, understandably so, absolutely understandably so. Because, again, we don't want to be reactive to people, and I'm all about, I, I agree with that. And I would love to hear your, your thoughts on this. 866-391-1020 is the number. Would love to hear your thoughts on this. But here's, the, here's what my perspective was. As a man, Isaiah Thomas confronted another man, and traditionally, and, and remember, I do a lot of work in the prison system, so I'm in prisons constantly. I'm talking to people who allowed their egos to get the best of them. I'm talking to people who let their impulse their, their impulses drive what their future was going to be. So I see the worst of the worst outcomes that can occur when we just act impulsively. But this is not in any way, shape, or form what Isaiah Thomas did. He walked into the stands. He was as calm as can be. He made no physical gestures. I talk about this all the time. People see your actions, not your intentions. He did not do anything that showed from the outside perspective that he was out of control in any way. He was calm. He was in control. He said to the guy, and this is again, and I want to talk about this, confronted him. So my new book I call Walking Through Anger, and the subtitle is A New Design for Confronting Conflict in an Emotionally Charged World. So conflict is not a word to be afraid of. It's sometimes we definitely, we're always going to encounter conflict. The question is, how will we encounter it? And I want to be clear here. We're not here to discuss the NBA or what is going on in, in the sports world. We're, we didn't morph into a sports talk radio situation. Right, right, right. We just want to, we want to talk about dealing with conflict in a healthy manner. I have a certificate in conflict resolution from the University of Alabama, and I use those techniques when I go in to various businesses or various organizations. And one of the things that you have to understand is conflict usually has a negative connotation yeah. with it. However, what we have learned is conflict can lead to success or successful negotiation or resolution. So therefore, don't clam up originally when you hear that word conflict or confrontation or something along those lines where this player was just confronting the situation. That's it. But that's it, and that's so powerful. You no doubt out there, anyone listening out there right now, you have people to confront. You have people who are causing you angst there are people who are saying things that you'd like to confront the question is how do you do it and this is what yield theory is all about how do you do it in a way that actually has them here we got so much coming up tonight i'm dr christian conti this is emotional management on kdka radio hey folks marty griffin talked to you about one of the best attorneys i've ever met and distracted driving it can happen in a second the effects last a lifetime don't take your hands off the wheel or your eyes off the road and never 
text and drive that message from me and, of course, Eric Chafin. If you've been injured in an accident, call them, 1-800-233-7000. You don't even have to leave your house. They'll come to you. And believe me, they do it right. 800-233-7000. Chafin Luhana, doing good by doing right every day in everything they do. Welcome to Emotional Management. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. In the studio with me live tonight is Brad Ball. Brad, I'm glad to have you in here. It's good to be back. Listen, this is uh, um, a holiday. I mean, people are getting ready right now to be in the, to, to whether they're going to go to a gathering, whether they're going to have people at their houses. If you're out there and you're wondering, what do I do? I have people coming to my house or I'm going to so-and-so's house and I don't know how to deal with it. I would love to talk to you. If you feel uncomfortable about saying your name on the radio, I want you to feel confident that you can make up a name. We will be totally cool with that. You can be anonymous if you want. Um, I think a lot of times people are concerned. I've met people over the last several months who have said, boy, I, I've, I've met people in the community who have come up to me and, and, and recognize me um, from the show, apparently not on radio, but I guess <laughs> looking me up on the website. But uh, And they'll say, well, I want to call in, but I don't, wanna, I don't want people to know it's me. Um, I honestly don't think a lot of people are going to know it's you. Um, but feel free to change your name, be anonymous. The, the idea is you're not just even helping yourself. You're actually helping other listeners out there because when people hear you talk about it, whatever you're struggling with, it normalizes the reality that everyone struggles. So 866-391-1020, that's the number. 866-391-1020 is the number. So, Brad, you and I were talking about, before uh, the break, we're talking about Isaiah Thomas, uh, NBA player for the Washington Wizards. He goes up into the stands two nights ago, against the Philadelphia 76ers. A fan said a bunch of really awful stuff toward him. So he went into the stands. He didn't run into the stands. He walked. He didn't scream. He stayed calm. He didn't um, lose control in any sense. He confronted what he saw as wrong, and he did it in a way that he asserted himself without ever becoming aggressive I think that was excellent. Um, I, I was super happy. I'm going to be honest with him. My first reaction was to reach out to Isaiah and tell him, Isaiah, I'm real, I, like, I, I absolutely, I'm fully supportive. In fact, I told Isaiah, your behavior doesn't just impact the people who we're watching right now. I, I said, as he knows, I work in the prisons, and I'm going to share this example for years to come. I believe this is a powerful example that will impact people for years to come to say, as a man, you can confront conflict without letting it become aggression. Yes, and then I want to I want to make sure we're clear on this this point. I brought it up. We're not here to talk about the NBA, so to speak, and we're not here to sit here and and talk about what situation is is right or wrong in this situation we are talking of, we are using this as an example on how to confront people and with that in mind and you want to talk about reverberating let's look at it from the fans perspective the next time somebody who who may have thought of saying something hurtful 
that is personal to that player, mm. not even to Isaiah, another player. This yeah. could be in hockey, another sport. Right. It could be at the Little League game, at a, at a child's Little League game. Maybe this will send a message on how to be a for lack of a better term, an appropriate fan. I mean, we all go to games yeah. and, and scream, and, and that's part of it. But that should be cheering for the team or maybe booing for the other team. But there is a part of that that crosses the line. I was not in this situation, but this past season in Mexico, in the pro basketball league, I was not at this game. Fans and players got into a full-blown situation like what happened with Ron Artest years ago. Right. Years ago. Um, that's not the correct way to confront the situation. Right. Whereas what Isaiah did confronting this, like you said, there was actually a security guy there while this was going on as well, or, or right when it started to happen. So it wasn't like it was this just fly off the handle, so to speak, run with my emotions. It was... This is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to say. That's actually a great point, because he was so much in control that he said to the security guard he was going over. So it wasn't like he was saying, he was making the security aware of what was happening. So here's the deal. Here's what happens. I think we believe, we really believe, and I've noticed this. So, I mean, I'm not a uh, world-famous person, but I'm a public figure. I do... Uh, people who follow the work that I do might recognize me in different cities. So I've had a little bit of an experience of what it's like to be a public figure. And what I think is fascinating, because I work with so many people who are really well-known, from celebrities to from, from athletes. Um, so I work with some people who are really well-known. But what I've learned is, you know, and that's why I have my tagline. I've had it for 20 years. There are two kinds of people in the world. You know this, Brad. There are people who have issues and dead people. As long as we're alive, we have issues. And here's the reality. We often believe that stars, that celebrities, that sports figures, are they, they're somehow we're entitled to tell them the worst, basest, most impulsive thoughts and that they should, quote, be okay with that. And... It's not reality. These athletes are human beings. Celebrities are human beings. Um, we see a piece. We see a tiny piece of them. But I think if we're really going to operate in the most conscious way possible, that means recognizing that while you're in the stands and you're thinking, well, they're just players. They get paid millions. They get paid way more than I do. I should be allowed to say the worst things to them. Guess what? This is a reality, and this is something you can't escape. At the end of every day, you go to sleep with yourself. You have to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, did what you contribute to the world that day, was that something you're proud of, or is that something you're not proud of? Is that something you want your, your children to see and your grandchildren to see? Because emotions, they come and go, but our actions cannot be undone. So how we confront people, that's so important. That idea that you brought up about they make millions somehow magically puts them in a different position. It doesn't. They're still human beings first. And, and under that, if you're come, if you, if someone wants to come under that 
idea that, oh, they make this much money, so therefore they should. Well, then, if I'm a, a making $75,000 a year working as a fill-in-your-blank, then does that mean somebody who's making $20,000 can come to my, my job and yell at me? Right. But this is, that's, that is, to me, that is a very conscious awareness that, that we need to shine light on in the world. And look, I think that for Isaiah to have done what he did, I think it takes strength to shine light on unconscious behavior. So I remember one time I did a television show on Spike Network uh, called Coaching Bad. And the production company asked me to live tweet during the show. I'm not a big technology guy. I jumped into it and, and started doing it. And I'll do that if I have a new show. I'll probably have a new show coming out in 2020. I'll do that kind of stuff. Well, on this, on this live tweeting, I remember there was a person, and from the perspective that I had, it was a, it, the person's um, uh, persona or whatever it is, their tag, it looked like it was a guy. So I said to him, hey, listen, brother, I appreciate that you're angry. Um, there was more to it than what you're seeing. My hope is that you don't allow yourself to get too angry before rel realizing that there was much more than what you saw on television. In any case, I wish you much peace. So the person wrote back and said, I'm blown away that you responded to me. I'm embarrassed of the way I reached out. I'm actually not even a guy. I'm a, a girl, but I just feel like it's safer for me to be a guy on social media. So I just say that, and I just say the worst stuff. And she said, I'm really embarrassed. I actually am I'm so thankful you not only called me out on it, but did it in a way that was like compassionate. And I wrote back and said, I have no judgment for you, and I can understand wanting to be a certain way. I want you to understand that your words don't fall on deaf ears. This is something that's powerful. And so this is something that we're going to talk about. And we're here all night. This is why I love that Brad's here in the studio all night, because we're going to talk about this all night. Um, and we're going to help you. So if you have something you want to talk about, 866-391-1020 is a number. But the question is, and this is what we're going to dive into, and that's what this show is all about. Early in the show, Brad mentioned Look, we love all the subjects they teach in school. We really genuinely, honestly do. We just also would love for people to teach young people about their emotions. And if you can't get in school, well, you can get it right here. And we're going to go into it. How do you confront? How do you shine light on unconscious behavior? We're going to talk about all of that coming up tonight on Emotional Management. He's Brad Ball. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Welcome to Emotional Management. Welcome back to Emotional Management. So, we've got a holiday coming up right now. <laughs> we have Christmas Eve tomorrow and Christmas. Um, so, I just want to take time to say to my daughter, Merry Christmas. I love you so much. It's the most exciting thing in the world for me is to be your daddy. I love being your dad. And um super grateful. I think you're the best daughter on the planet. And uh I know my wife and I are super proud to be able to be parents. Brad, I think you've heard me talk about my daughter once or twice before. Just once. <laughs> um, so super excited because, you know, Christmas is a time where we're getting together. When you have families who can spend time together over the holidays, it's such a blessing. Uh That is the most important thing in the world is to spend the time together. We feel, my wife and I feel very blessed. 
with our daughter really cares about just that time together, spending time with family, spending time with loved ones. That's really what she wants above anything, and it's such a blessing. We, we're, we're blessed with beautiful families. You, Brad, are blessed with a beautiful family as well. Um, so, you know, what you got some, I bet you got some good plans coming up. Yes, uh, I've got to say, uh, my mom and dad, uh, always, always plan a wonderful Christmas Eve dinner, and, uh, my mom today, because I'm actually leaving to go back to Mexico on Christmas Day. Okay. And my mom spent all day long preparing my favorite meal that only myself and my dad eat <laughs> on Christmas Eve. No one else in the family eats it, but my mom spent the entire day today making it for me so that I would have it for today. So, uh, And actually, not just my mom. My mom made it, but my dad does all the preparation for it. So uh, I w- wish my parents uh, Merry Christmas along with all my family. I know uh, one cousin of mine is listening uh, I believe she's on a ski trip vacation, and she just messaged me and said, I took time out to listen to you on, on the radio, so I'd like to say hello to my cousin Celia. And uh, also, uh, Feliz Navidad for all of my friends down in Mexico um, who helped change my life. Uh, big Merry Christmas to them as well. It's nice to be able to connect with family. Um, I, you know, Brad and I have known each other since we were 13 years old. Um, we're now almost 21 so it's been a long time and that's a joke in case you can't tell in our voice that we are much older than that we've known each other for 30 some years i thought we were just 25 right right we've known each other for 30 some years but just a tremendous family that brad comes from um i also want to say merry christmas to my parents uh, my mom uh, makes really the best possible christmas eve anybody could ever ask for so grateful to her uh for everything we're looking forward to this so we're looking forward to this time together and you and i were, were excited about this time but there are listeners out there there are people out there thinking oh my goodness you're talking about having a nice holiday well i've got to go to my family's house and i do not like so and so and if that's the case if that's where you are no worries we're all in different spots in life at different times Brad and I would love for you to give us a call. 866-391-1020 is the number, and we'd love to talk to you. So 866-391-1020 is the number. But one of the things that we're going to hit on, we're, we're talking about the holidays, and we're going to go into that because we want to transition from the assertiveness that we're talking about in regard to this situation with Isaiah Thomas. And in the second hour of the show, we're really going to focus on how do you confront family members, loved ones, friends, people that you want to say something to that have hurt you, that have said something, maybe they said something that was wrong. I don't know if you remember either the books or the movies around Harry Potter. Harry Potter, super uh, well-popular type story, and a great movie series. And in the movie series, there was a, a scene where one of the young uh, boys, he stood up against his friends um, to try to tell them they were doing something wrong. And he was praised for that and by the head school teacher. And I think that's a really good scene because sometimes we need to confront people we love, we care about, but are just off base. And there's a difference between, there's a difference between um, someone being off base because they believe differently than you believe um, versus outright saying something mean or hurtful and that's really what happened in that game with Isaiah Thomas someone said something really awful to him 
And I think the part to learn, and the part that I would love to reach in all of your hearts and have you feel is this. Just because someone might be a public figure doesn't mean that that person is not human. doesn't mean that, that you have uh, Kurt Blanche to say anything you want to say to that person. It's not okay. Like There are people who have... Um, families, like Isaiah Thomas said, he said, I have children, you know, they're watching his games and listening to people speak to me in this way is not okay. Now, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. 866-391-1020 is the number, but we really want to figure out how to deal with things that are off, because I want you to hear this, too. This is powerful. We all believe that our anger is righteous. We all are convinced that our anger is justified. You see, but the reality is that everyone who experiences anger thinks that. You you always say about people see your actions, not your intentions. And I think that is one of the keys to when you get in a situation of confrontation or conflict, think ahead of time, I'm going to show my intentions. So maybe, so maybe you just lead with these simple words. I care about you. Mm. And then, and then say what you have to say. Because a lot of times, I'm, here I am talking to you about this, but, uh, you're saying this idea where our flight or flight mechanism kicks in when we are usually confronted by something. So a lot of times, and you explain this much better than I do, so I'm going to let you do this. When somebody clams up, when we first talk to somebody that they have that, that feeling of either fighting or, or, or fleeing. Right, we shut, we, shut, we shut them down. Exactly. So, so we shut them down, so therefore we can't grasp the actual message that they're trying to get to us. Right. So maybe we can just reduce that right out of the right out of the gate by just saying, I care about you. Or if we're the person receiving the message, and we can expand upon this more after this break, maybe that's the intent I need to go in with. If, if, if for example, Christian, Dr. Conti is confronting me, and he says something to me, I need to think to myself, he cares about me. Mm. Therefore, that's why he's, taught, why he's bringing this up. But the problem is the ego gets in that way. And the ego. And so what we're going to talk about in the second part of the show is how do we confront that ego? How do we set that ego aside so that we can communicate in ways that are actually heard? That's really what yield theory is all about. Look, if you like this message, if you want to learn more about this message, my new book, Walking Through Anger, is available. I would say there's no wrong time to give the gift of peace to others. My book, Walking Through Anger, is, yes, it's about anger, but it's about so much more than that. It's about personal growth. It is really about looking at your own life and understanding why you do the things you do. And so if you're looking for a last-minute gift, Walking Through Anger is available. we got a whole bunch more coming up in the second hour. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. I am really hoping that you all out there are ready to have a beautiful holiday. I know sometimes holidays can be such a time to look forward to, and there are other times and instances and places where we think, oh no, here come the holidays. So on several different ends, one 
one end of the spectrum is sometimes people are struggling, and I talked about this on the show a few weeks back, but when you're you're kind of like really dreading the holidays because you're thinking it brings up poor memories and things like that. Um, and there are things that we can do. We've talked about it before on the show. I'll be happy to talk about it again. 866-391-1020 is the number if that's the spot you're in. Let me say that again. 866-391-1020 is the number uh, to call. So Brad Ball is in the studio with me. He is a professional counselor. He is a business consultant. He is really an international uh, businessman speaker. So I'm grateful to have him in here. He's been a, uh, a, a partner with the show for since the, since the start of it. So super grateful to have you in the studio here, especially coming into the holidays. Brad, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you. Well, I appreciate you and appreciate being here. I've got a quick story I want to tell that it's on this. And, and this is kind of close to me. A good friend of mine uh, was in a car accident about 15 years ago. And the story goes like this. He was sitting at a stoplight, at a, re- at a stoplight, and a guy was trying to commit suicide and rammed him from behind. The guy was driving a Jeep, a, a Jeep and my friend was in a small Toyota. Uh, it, in essence, rendered my friend um, now where the p- point is, well, actually when we got to the hospital, we didn't even think he was going to live, and he lived after multiple surgeries and so forth, but my friend uses a wheelchair now. However, um, wow! so it changed his life. I mean, he was 22 years old when this happened, I mean, but... So he's in the car, the person behind him or the person who hit into him was thinking, I want to end my life. Correct. Then they hit into him, and this radically changes his life because, first of all, he barely survives, and then when he does survive, he's in a wheelchair for the rest of his life. Correct. And and this guy loves soccer. I mean, this is I mean that was his outlet, one of the things he always loved to do recreationally, and now he's in a wheelchair, uses a wheelchair, and he... His whole life has changed. Right. I mean, right. and I am I am very happy to say that he does use a walker now, and he can walk with a walker, which wow. is great. And actually, um, so, and he goes and tells his story. But the best part of his story is he actually confronted the guy who hit him. Wow. And that's how we know in the in the court system, the the guy said that you know he was struggling with his life at the time and and so forth however my friend before the hearing itself he sent this guy an email well actually through his lawyer and said i forgive you wow and to me that is one of the the most powerful stories of you know not only confronting someone but Here's my friend whose life has changed forever. Right. And he somehow realizes that he needs to forgive that person for him. So the physical pain, the physical toll, that made an indelible mark on him, but he realized he didn't want mentally to be down that same spot, and that's what led to his... A- absolutely. And and once again, we're talking about confrontation here, and we're going to go into co- conflict within families and things like that coming up. But I just wanted to tell that story because I think it's very powerful 
for for people out there who might be listening that if you're holding on to something, maybe it is time to let it go and forgive. I'm so grateful that you told that story. I think it's so powerful. It's it's beyond words, ineffable. It's beyond words. Um, it's so powerful because think of how many listeners out there right now. Maybe you're tuning in and you're thinking. Oh, I can't stand so-and-so in my family. Or I have to put up with so-and-so tomorrow for a couple hours. Imagine the difference between having to put up with so-and-so for a couple hours and being paralyzed and having your life change course literally for the rest of your life. And yet having the ability to say, uh, I forgive you. Exactly. And, and that shows that we as human beings have the power to make that choice. Now, right. I didn't say it was easy. Right. <laughs> Believe me, it's, right. it's it's hard as can be, and I and I am probably the the most guilty party here in this. But when you talk about forgiving and letting go, you ha- at some point you have a choice to either carry that anger. You talk about the backpack. Yeah. Carry the backpack of anger with you, or let it go. What do you want to do? It's, it's, it's so profound because people are struggling in such different ways, right? I mean, like I was working with a family and there was a family member who was like, oh man, um, uh, this, we have this, this extended family members who are, uh, they're unhappy with everything in life. They're angry with everything in life. They spend the whole year talking about, they only get together once a year and they spend the whole year talking about how it's going to be terrible and awful. And then, even as of the, a couple of days ago, they just changed, and now they're not going to attend anyway. So they spent the whole year being miserable about something they're not even going to attend anyway. And you think about how much anger we make up in our minds, how much time we spend in our own hell, our own inner hell, because we're upset about something. And then when you tell the story about your friend who is, I mean, just what a beautiful spirit to be able to get through something so gripping i mean life changing life altering and then all of a sudden to come back and be forgiving what a beautiful story think about it right now maybe you're struggling you have family members and you're frustrated but did they paralyze you and are you not forgiving them for what for believing differently for saying the wrong thing for not agreeing with the way you think for not being involved like what is it that you're holding on to that you're allowing this anger to consume you because, and the reason, and I love this about you telling that story, Brad, because to me that's such an inspirational story because it says for the person who's out there just angry at their family or other people because, oh, they don't believe what I believe or they don't think the way I want them to think. They don't have the same politics as I have. And people get so angry about that. Yet here's someone who was physically changed forever and still can forgive. So what are we struggling with? Exactly. And then to continue on this my friend and that guy who he forgave are now friends Mm. so and that that is just mind-boggling to me but to add on to that how much guilt do you think that person seeing my friend in the wheelchair had in his life and then how much how much was he able to to forgive himself after he saw that my friend forgave him, if that makes sense. Because because there's tremendous amount of... That guy had to have had a tremendous amount of guilt. Tremendous. Knowing that he, knowing that he did this 
to this individual. Look, maybe you're out there listening right now and you're thinking, I've got stuff in my family I want to get off my chest. Give us a call, 866-391-1020. He's Brad Ball. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. Oh, yeah. Appreciate And listen, Ashley gets that music going. Brad and I are standing up dancing to it. This is emotional management. This is what emotional management is all about. And I love Brad has a sweatshirt on that says, Be the Change. I love that, Brad. And that's a tribute to, to Be the Change. It's a tribute to Be the Change, of course, but, but it's actually a little slogan from uh, down where we're from, down in Brownsville, and that's why it's got the big B, oh, if, you, if you remember that, that big B. I love it. So listen, you're, we're talking about um, how to handle, how do we confront people that we need to confront how can we do it in a way that is conscious look you might be angry out there right now the, the odds are that if you subscribe to anything you're probably angry about something like no matter like when it comes to politics whatever side you're on you're going to be angry you're going to either be angry that the people you want are in office or you're going to be angry the people you want aren't in office no matter what you're Whatever position you're in, there's anger. So what does that say? If we really step back, and here's what I want to kind of share about handling emotions in the most conscious way possible. If you can step back out of your own belief system for a moment and realize that no matter what you believe, you're going to have reasons to be angry. There was a tiger, and he saw this lamb, and the lamb was drinking out of the stream, and he said, uh, you're messing with my water. You made all my water uh, dirty. And the lamb said, but sir, he said, I'm drinking downstream from you, so I couldn't have dirtied your water. And he said, well, what about last year at this time? There was one somebody, it was you. I know it was you. It looked just like you a year ago that muddied my water. And the lamb said, but sir, I'm not even a year old. He said, well, if it wasn't, the tiger said, well, if it wasn't you, it was your father. And he pounced on him to eat him. And the story behind that little, and the lesson behind that little Aesop's fable about the tiger and the lamb is that if we want to find a reason to be angry, we're going to find a reason to be angry. And if your reason to be angry is causing you angst, inner angst, inner turmoil, and you're building up walls, I mean, listen to this. Here is a downside to being intelligent intelligent people can come up with really creative reasons to stay angry. And this is powerful because once you realize this, you say, am I really angry that uh, Uncle Tommy didn't come to my event three years ago? Am I really still that angry at Uncle Tommy because he didn't come to that event? And the question, and here's what happens, Brad, we do this all the time. We minimize the harm we cause others. We maximize the harm they cause us. So maybe Uncle Tommy didn't come to that event three years ago, but did you go to any of Uncle Tommy's events? Oh, well, that doesn't matter as much. It's he didn't come. No, listen, ask yourself, why are you angry? If there's one thing I want this show to be able to do, it's to reach into your hearts and have you ask, can you be... Can you challenge your own ego? Can you challenge your own thoughts? Can you challenge your own anger, your own emotions, and say, why am I so angry at who? And what am I angry about? Oftentimes people get angry because the world isn't exactly the way they believe it should be. 
And the bottom line is, the truth is, for you and for me, we get angry because we say things should be different from how they are. But things are how they are. So now the question is, how do we deal with how things are? Well, look, if you're struggling with that and you want to talk about it, the number is 866-391-1020. And Brad and I will be happy to talk to you about your individual case. But for now, we want to talk about the bigger picture. And how do you handle this? How do you confront people you need to confront? How do you handle this? Brad, I love that story about your buddy. I think that is so powerful. I think we'll try to get him on the show sometime. Would love to have him on the show to talk about it. Um, but this this message that you're giving us is about forgiveness. It's about looking bigger than the present discomfort that you might be experiencing. So think about this. If you're experiencing discomfort because you're angry, because so-and-so didn't do what you wanted them to do or think how you wanted them to think, why do they think differently? Well, because they have a different life from you. <laughs> and so not everybody thinks the same. Exactly. And let's... Here's here's something I want to get into. We have talked on this show previously about mental practice or mental rehearsal with athletes. So let's apply that to this idea that I need to confront somebody. How about if let's for example, let's say I need to confront you, Doctor Conti, about something. So therefore, before I confront you on that. I can practice what I'm going to say to myself before right. I say it to you. And that mental practice, I might be able to catch, wait a minute, that might be something that will set him off or set it, move his flight or flight mechanism. How can I say this in a better way where I can say my feelings but still say them in a, in a Respectful way. So I love this. Here's why I love this. Um, when our daughter um, was very young, um, my wife did this thing that was just excellent. We would go to the park. Now, every child, a, a toddler who's going to go to the park, is going to want to stay at the park forever because that's what they know. They know the present moment. Why would they want to leave the park? But my wife, um, being as insightful as she is, realized that at some point our daughter was, we were going to have to leave the park. You can't stay at the park forever. So what she did, and this was brilliant, um, is she would practice. Before we got to the park, she would say things like, okay, honey, there's going to be every adventure has a beginning, a middle, and an end. That's how we get to move on to new adventures. So whatever adventure we were just on, that's going to end, and now we're at the park. And at some point, this is going to end, and we're going to move on to the next adventure. The point I'm trying to make here is that she prepared her for these emotions. She prepared her for what was going to come. And I'm tying this into what you're talking about, Brad, because every one of you out there who's listening, maybe some of you have children. Maybe some of you, one of the most important things you can possibly do is sit down with your children ahead of time and talk about, hey, we're going to Grandma's house. Here are the things to expect. Here's what we would love to see from you let's role play some of this stuff and actually spend time. And here's what I have learned. I do this with professional athletes. I do this with um, some of the top business people in the world. I say, let's practice what you might encounter so you can do that. But what Brad's teaching and what you're saying right now, and this, Brad, I think this is important, is the message you have is, okay, if you have children, let's practice it with the children. If you have things you have to practice... But what you're shining light on is we can practice this ourselves. So maybe you have no one else to practice it with. It's the words Brad used specifically were, what do I say to myself? 
and you don't need anybody else to start highlighting that. Okay, I've got a personal story here. And I was in sixth grade, and I wanted to switch schools. I was about 12 years old, I believe, and I remember practicing in my bedroom to myself how I was going to confront my parents Mm. on me switching schools. And I said to myself over and over, this is, this is one of the first like memories I have of me talking to myself. And there I was practicing how I was going to present this to my parents. So I did. They asked me a few questions on why. I won't bore you with those details. And they decided to let me switch schools, which for those of you out there, there's a second part of that story of me practicing that same school that I switched to is how I met my good friend, Dr. Conti. So I'm glad I made that switch, and I'm glad I talked to myself, but that's another <laughs> story for another day. But this idea of us being able to rehearse to ourselves and using self-talk to therefore get us to where we need to be before we actually encounter the situation. That's huge, to get us to where we want to be before we encounter the situation. So... Whatever you're facing tomorrow or the next day, when you're going to family gatherings, when you are going to be around, maybe their family's coming to your house, you can do what Brad is teaching, and that is to practice saying to yourself, talk to yourself about it. Have a conversation. You don't necessarily need to do it out loud. Well, let's have that conversation. And if you want to have that conversation with us, while well, our phone lines are open and ready to take the calls, 866-391-1020 is the number. He's Brad Ball. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. Live in the studio with me, Brad Ball. Um, we are talking about the holidays. We're talking about um, how to confront people that you need to confront. But sometimes when we talk about that when it comes to the holidays, Brad, go ahead. I've got the curveball coming at you right now. Give it to me. Sometimes we need to confront ourselves with our anger or something we're carrying along. So with that in mind, instead of carrying that guilt that, let's say I wronged you, okay, or I'm doing something that is a bad behavior in my life. Sometimes we're the most difficult with ourselves, where we turn inward and we blame ourselves and it's the end of the world. So this kind of comes back to you were talking about earlier with the story with your buddy and being having the insight to understand the guilt, the person who hit him, Exactly. So a lot of times we make ourselves feel guilty over something we did that clearly was our mistake, but we're carrying this with us constantly, and maybe it's time for us to confront ourselves so that we can forgive ourselves. I think that's so important. I think you're right. We we definitely need to be able to challenge ourselves. I think we get lost in our own thoughts. So a few weeks back, I was talking about uh, shower arguments. These are the arguments that you have by yourself when you're in the shower and you get, you're upset with somebody and you just start going off in your head. So by the time you get out of the shower, you think, well, I told them. But then you realize, I didn't tell anybody anything. I'm in the shower by myself. And so these are these 
really you get you allow that anger to get steam. And but what you're talking about too is what if we were to confront ourselves instead of just getting angry and going on a spiral? What if we were just to say, let me assess my thoughts. So here's what I'd love for you to do. Maybe you're on board. Say so we could we we would love for you to do this. And I just challenge your thoughts. Whatever you are, wherever you are, challenge your thoughts. So if you have a perspective right now and you think. Well, coming into this holiday, I'm going to have to deal with so-and-so. Challenge yourself. If you're thinking, well, I can't forgive so-and-so because they said this, challenge yourself. Can you really not forgive them? Or is it that you're comfortable not forgiving them? Are you comfortable with the the train of thought that you have now? And it would be uncomfortable to challenge your own thoughts. And challenge yourself that you may need to be the one who needs to make the first step to that person, even though they may have wronged you. Right. So listen, I do. I've done this many times, but this happened recently. So I'm going to I'm going to share this experience. But I've done this literally many times as an anger management specialist. But I had a guy who was upset with the whole world. I mean, everybody was wrong. And after he got out everything that he was saying about the whole world, <laughs> I said to him, "Is it is it possible? Is it po- I'm all I'm asking is it possible? Is it possible that it's not the entire world and it might be you? Like you're the one common factor that's in everybody you hate, that's in all of your misery. You're the one common factor, and that was startling to him." I'll be honest, through the years, I've had people latch onto that and go, my goodness, that's awakening. Thank you for saying that. I've had other people say, no, it's not. It's everybody else. And that's okay. Wherever you are, you are. But if you really are convinced that the whole world is crazy and you're the lone sane one, then there's something to look at within because there's a chance that what other people are seeing, their perspective is as legitimate as your perspective is of them. You've got a lot to think about coming into this holiday. So wait a minute. If I'm hearing you correctly, what you might be saying is if I'm going to the holiday slash Christmas family event tomorrow, next week, whenever it might be, and I have a problem with uncle so-and-so, aunt so-and-so, cousin so-and-so, that the problem might actually be me and not them. Right. Okay, just checking. And that's the part to challenge yourself on. Now, here's the piece that I think we can tie in together. This is building on the stuff we've been talking about. So Brad laid it out clearly. It's not. It's a matter of you challenging yourself, too. Like It's not a matter of feeling shame. So maybe you do. So here's what happens. So here are the fancy words. Here are the 75-cent words. In antiodromia. That means we go from one extreme to another. Carl Jung... Um, uh, kind of coined this term, and he the whole concept is in is uh, with anti opposite dromedary walking, so literally walking in the opposite direction. So in antiodromia, we go from one extreme to the other, and we have this tendency to say, well, if it's everybody else is the problem, everybody else is the problem, and then all of a sudden, maybe you hear the thought we just shared, and you say, well, wait a minute, maybe I'm the problem. And then you go 100 miles an hour in that direction. I guess I'm the problem. I guess I'm the big problem now. Well, playing the victim will not help you have peace. What will help you have peace is confronting 
that all-or-nothing thinking and instead go, wait a minute, maybe there are more sides to this than I've realized. All-or-nothing thinking has a tendency to lead you to extreme thoughts. So if I say everyone is wrong, everyone, everyone in my family's crazy, well, that's an extreme thought. And then if I realize, wait a minute, maybe it's not everyone, maybe I'm the one, well then, no, I guess I'm terrible wrong. Well, that's an extreme thought too. What's more accurate is to say, you know what, I play a role. I play a role in my communication. There are some things I do effectively, some things I don't do effectively. If I want to find peace, I want to find what I call accurate, balanced language, both in my self-talk, as Brad's talking about, and also in my interpersonal communication. Here's what I mean. Let's say you need to confront someone. So now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. We've been talking about confronting. How do we do it? Well, first and foremost, from my perspective, walking through anger, if you read this book, you understand this 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 yield theory I've created. It's about putting yourself in someone else's uh, eyes, seeing you seeing yourself from their perspective. So that's first and foremost. We're going to try to see the world from their perspective. Second, we're going to use accurate, balanced language. Brad, I was frustrated with you when I tried to say something and I felt like you didn't understand it. That's a lot different than saying. You never understand anything I say. You never listen to me. Versus, I had a difficult, I, I wanted to say something to you. I felt like you misheard me. And look, listen to the difference in that. It's a huge difference because you're going and speaking with, I, I think right out of the word, the word that first pops into my mind is kindness. Mm. And you're not, don't confuse this idea that, that everything has to be so sugar-coated. We need resilience in our lives, yeah. which is a whole other topic for a whole other show. But instead of going on the offensive, you did this. Look, I, I, I'm in the studio right now, and just as I said those words as an example, I pointed at Dr. Conti. So right there, that's confronta confrontational in a bad way. Sure. Bad way. My behavior, my my finger and hand extended out of my body and pointed towards you when I said you needed to do blah, blah, blah. We're going to do a bunch of visuals to really make this point, bring this point home on the radio. <laughs> 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 no, but, the, <laughs> but you explained it well to say when you point, when you think about it, what it does, when you point to somebody, what does that trigger in the other person? Again, here's the main question to ask yourself when you go to confront do you want to stand on a pedestal and say, I told them, that's great, but did you change anything? And if you really want to change somebody, you have to speak in ways that can actually be heard. This goes back to somewhere along the line in a book somewhere, and this is a common saying, at least in the counseling world. If you have a choice between being right or being happy or right and peace, choose happy and peace over being right. Every time. And you may need to literally sit down with that person and, as you said, go from their perspective. I want to talk, when we come back from the break, about that fan real quick about Isaiah Thomas. We will, and we're going to bring that up. I'm going to tell you a quick story as, we, we, as we're moving forward, and that is uh, I had a kid when I was a school counselor. And it's funny, it's a true story, though, but I, I've probably shared it on the show before, but it's, it's true. 
this uh, girl came into my office. She was a student, maybe a, a sophomore, junior in high school at the time. This is 20 years ago. And she came into my office, and, and I asked her at one point. She was really upset because she couldn't get uh, her point across to her friends. I said, would you rather be right or would you rather be happy? And she said, I'd rather be right, and she stormed out of my office. She stayed away from me for about three weeks. Three weeks later, she came into my office. First words out of her mouth were, were now I just want to be happy. <laughs> I said, that's okay, let's do it. So and through all those years, I've kind of leaned on that experience to say, we all, we, you can want to be right with your family over this holiday break, or you can find peace. We want to help you find peace. I'm Dr. Christian Conti. He's Brad Ball. This is Emotional Management on KDKA Radio. I am so grateful for you to join us tonight. I'm grateful every week when, when you tune in. I had an email. Um, I opened up the show. I talked about there was a person reached out as a fan of the show and said, look, I love the show, but sometimes you're on. Sometimes you're, they play a replay, and I don't know if you're going to be on or not. And so I think I've kind of... I, I downplayed that that people are out there listening, and I thought, you know what? Well, maybe people aren't really listening, and so I don't need to tell you if I'm going to be here or not. And the truth is that there are just some phenomenal people out there who have sent me some of the nicest, kindest emails and 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 letters that anyone could ask for. So I know people are out there listening. I want to say thank you so much. To everyone who's listening, you know, I always wish peace to everyone, and I'm definitely wishing you tons of peace over this holiday, um, and I, I really want you to find peace. But anyway, my commitment to you in 2020 will be, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to let you know when I'm going to be here, when I'm not going to be here, I will post it on my Facebook. If you want to find me on Facebook, it is uh, at uh, Dr. Christian Conti, so it's just D-R, and then Christian Conti, C-O-N-T-E. If um, and, I'll, I'll, and I'll post about when I'm going to be on the show, when, if I'm going to be traveling. I don't necessarily like to announce when I'm traveling, but I might say, hey, I'm not going to be in this week or not. I'm going to let you know when Brad is going to come in and host. I and mean, he'll, he'll do that in 2020, uh, a bunch for sure. So I'm definitely going to make a commitment to let people know. And I, and I really, if there was a way to reach into your hearts through the radio waves to let you know my gratitude for you tuning in, for you listening, I got one of the most heartwarming letters I've probably ever received um, today um, about someone implementing this and, and listening for the last uh, year or so and really implementing this stuff. So I'm very grateful, so, so thankful to have this. So I just want to say thank you again to everyone uh, and I want you to have a beautiful holiday. And that's why we do this show. Like every week, I think, how do we handle this? You know, Brad mentioned early in the show, in school, they teach a lot of beautiful subjects, great, su- necessary subjects, things we need to learn. But the one thing that we all will experience all the time are our emotions, our relationships, our interactions with people. And you even mentioned money, too. Like, and, but, but do we learn these things? We don't learn a lot about them. I might not be able to help you out with money advice, but I can help you out if you're arguing with your loved one and your peace is disrupted due to money or anything, anything at all. Um, I've spent my entire career devoted to learning as much as I can about the human psyche. I have more than 20,000 hours of clinical experience um, but accolades, degrees, experience aside, the reality is that at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself, does what someone says, does, does what someone say, does it actually resonate with me or not? 
So my hope is that you hear these, uh, hear this show, you, you hear the words that are, that are offered, and you ask yourself, does it resonate with me? Maybe some of it does, maybe some of it doesn't. That's okay. That's part of being a human being. But I, I definitely want to extend that gratitude to you. If you want to see me, because sometimes on a radio you say, what does this person even look like? And I always laugh when people uh, meet me and they say, well, that is not what I thought you looked like at all. I'm a six foot, 250-pound bald guy with a beard and tattoos. Uh, if you want to check me out on uh, YouTube, you go to YouTube and just type in Dr. Christian Conti or Dr. Conti, C-O-N-T-E, and there's lots of free videos for you on YouTube. I literally have just dedicated that as a free resource, a free mental health resource for people. And I'm also going to be committed to making more videos in 2020 um, there. So it's, it's, those are different ways to get a hold of me or to get involved um, in some of the work I'm doing. The legacy book that I definitely want to share with you is called Walking Through Anger. And that is out in every Barnes & Noble, every bookstore, your favorite bookstore, it's there. I feel... Um, I feel like this book can genuinely help. It can help you really learn about yourself. So that's what this is all about, Brad, learning about yourself. I agree. And one thing I I started to mention, uh, we talked about the Isaiah Thomas situation, and you brought up something interesting earlier in the show when you said two types of people in this world, people with issues, people, dead people. And although we were talking about Isaiah Thomas confronting that fan, that fan has issues too right. because we all do so therefore right. we can i don't agree with what he said but i can understand as you said to see through his eyes that he's going through something so i didn't want that point to be missed we weren't picking sides here on anything we were just trying to let our listeners know there's multiple aspects of various things going on in this situation. Uh, listen, I was in the prison one time, and I called uh, this. I was talking to one of the, the he's actually a leader of a gang, and I called him on something, and he said, uh, "So you can't say this because you don't you haven't walked in my shoes." And I said, "When did we get to a spot in life where we're not able to call each other on stuff? Like you didn't walk in my shoes, but you can call me on something. You just call me on it right now, saying I don't know what your shoes. Great." How do we get to a spot in life where we can't be called on stuff? So I, you're, I'm so grateful you brought up that point because you're right. We absolutely, it's not about taking sides. In this moment, there's no judgment about who this fan is as a human being. There is no judgment on anything outside of assessing the comments that were made that were derogatory and negative or the entitlement to believe that if someone's a public figure, it's okay to yell the worst things. Brad, how can people get a hold of you to learn more about you or get in touch with you? Best way to get in touch with me is via my website, soulball.com. It's S-O-L-B-A-L-L.com. You can send me an email on that page. Um, like I said, the last time I was on this show, I do business consulting. I do speaking internationally. Please do not let your budget interfere with the idea of if you want me to come to your location and speak, I will work with you on the budget so that I can come to your event. It's awesome. You're dedicated, and uh, I'm so grateful that you took the time to come in tonight, Brad. Love having you in here. I was grateful that you, you did the show uh, with Lisa when I was gone, and I'm so thankful to have you here in the studio tonight. Thanks again, Dr. Conti, and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you in 2020 on the show together. And then also, if, if, if you need to call the bullpen and me fill in for you, 
uh, I'd be happy to do so. Let's do it. So I'm wishing you and your family much peace. And all of you listeners out there, as always, more than anything else, I wish you much peace. I'm Dr. Christian Conti on KDK Radio. This is Emotional Management. I love my time with you all. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Um, it's a blessing to be able to do this show. My hope is that you approach your holidays with a peaceful mind. And remember, we master what we practice. So you're going to want to practice the peace that you hope to have. It's achievable. It's possible. There are ways to do it. But, of course, it takes effort. It's going to take effort, but it's well worth that effort. Hey, to all of you out there, more than anything, as always, I wish you much peace. I'm Dr. Christian Conti, Emotional Management on KDK Radio.